You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Drake, and today I'm joined by the one and only Mr. David Wise, live from Tallahassee. What's up, beautiful? Hey, man, just, uh, you know, late nights, some nights, got to get work done. Hey, listen, man, you know, work sleeps for no man. I know you're a hardworking guy, so, we'll, you know, we'll get you in here. We'll get you quick, quick, quick and out, you know, like the old folks say. So why don't we start off with the one thing I know that's been bugging you for a little bit. We have, we've talked about the mega camp, you know, a lot. The, the big recruiting weekend after the first week of the, of the dead period being lifted. Yet we aren't seeing any commits. I'm going to wait to give my own opinion on that. But, Dave, I kind of want to ask your opinion on that, you know, to start off with. So how do you feel right now going into the second week of June? I try to tell myself that like recruiting in June doesn't matter. And that just like until signing day, it really doesn't matter, but that's a lie. And like the way I see it is perception is reality. Right. And recruiting momentum, I think is a real thing. It seems to be that way. Like it comes in waves. And lately we've had some decommits. Of course, one of our decommits, Nigel Lee Kelly goes into the top hundred, like right as things are, are looking like we should be getting commits. Which is what I've been saying for six months, but y'all been sleeping on me. I told you, David, and I knew you'd be upset about it. I I am upset about it. And look, I just want to see some momentum get started again. I think we all do. And I'm not saying we need to have a bunch of five stars committing right now, but we just had a huge mega camp. We had that huge midnight party after the dead period ended. I would just like to see it materialize. And do you think that kind of makes you feel worse also because we've had several kids that we thought were coming that didn't come in and commit? And then we've had actually two people decommit over the past two weeks. Do you think that kind of hurts, like kind of dampers your hopes a little bit as well? I mean, it feels like a therapy session. Like, how does that make you feel? Not great, Drake. Doesn't make me feel great. <laughs> I know, but like, listen, so I know the decommit thing. I'm going to give you my feel on that. I am one of the opinion that I think patience is one of the key things here. Remember, this is the first time kids are allowed to go see campuses in almost a year and a half, ever since everything's been shut down, locked down. So you're going to see a lot of kids in this class. And also, like you're going to see a lot of kids in this class, you know, take their time. Also, when December comes around this year, you're going to see a lot of kids from the 2021 class enter the portal. Because remember, when they committed, they were not allowed to meet their the coaching staff in person. So recruiting is going to be really weird for the next two or three years. And then... To the decommitments, uh, we talked about Nico Marchio on the last pod that me and you were on, where to me that was just sort of a, uh, you know, the best situation for him might not be Florida State if he wants to start, you know, day one and not have to battle it out. So, you know, hey, more power to you. It's a business decision. Do what's best for you. And then with, what's the kid's name? Aaron Hester? No, sorry. Gabriel ha- Gabriel Harris, the uh, the four-star. Yeah. Here's the thing about that kid. Dave, what um, what year was he? What, what class? Was he 23, I think? He's 23. So that means he's yeah. going to be a junior this year bro you think that a 16 year old at that time is going to you know know exactly where he's want to go and like lock in and commit something for two years without even meeting anybody else like that's like to me i always say for kids that are like are two years out don't worry about them that's just like wait till they they have all the right in the world you know go see where they want to go and just like you know just take it easy on them just like just like that that's something you shouldn't be worried about we haven't felt anything good about football in a long time. And recruiting has been feeling pretty good. We got into the top 10 in our class. I just want to feel good about something. Damn it. Just give me more recruits. Keep it going. 
Dave, here's the thing though. You gotta be, I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep telling you the entire time. I, this is this, we might just call this episode, you know, therapy time with Drake and Dave just literally just like, you gotta, I mean, it's not just you on, on the timeline. Like, you know, like it was midnight madness. Then the slingshot, there's a lot of hype to it, but you gotta be patient. Cause I don't think you're going to see the immediate results right away. You're going to see a lot of kids take their time. I would see maybe some, I would start worrying about commits if we don't get anyone maybe into the first week of July. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to, there's going to be a lot of kids that are going to be making their, you know, first official visits or unofficial visits within the next, you know, two or three weeks. You're going to see some kids commit, I think, within, within that time frame. So I think you'll, you'll be able to, you know, hang your hat on that and be able to celebrate and be happy as you want. Well, I mean, you've seen some kids name as their leader, which is awesome. But, and, and, and here's the thing that gets me. We, you're going to hear about this on an upcoming episode, everybody. Sneak preview. But this NIL stuff is real. And it's unique to not, I mean, the state of Florida, but Florida State has done a great job marketing that. And I would just think you would see kids jump all over that. It's just a little surprising to me that we haven't landed a couple of kids yet. Well, I mean, with the NIL stuff, I mean, like, oh, we're not, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm just going to say right now, we interviewed a uh, Professor Dan Lust, he's the, the host of the number one sports law podcast in the country called Conduct or Detrimental. He's someone I've been listening to for, for a very, very long time. Dave and I had the pleasure of interviewing him uh, last night. That's unfortunately why we didn't, have, we didn't have an episode yesterday, but we we're trying to bring you the best content moving forward. And he, we had him on to discuss the NIL stuff and as well as, you know, moving forward, what the NCAA is going to look like in five, 10 years. He's kind of the same mindset as Dave and I are with that. We don't think it's going to be as strong as it is or might not even be in existence by the time we think that's going down. But yep. with FSU, I think FSU with the Apex program itself, with the marketing and the branding is very, they're able to package all of that and actually sell those two recruits, you know, for their, for their image. And once the bill does go into effect July 1st, that's going to be a big part of that. So maybe it's around that time that when kids want, kids want to commit, they actually get that you are able to use the Apex program, you know, to their advantage and actually say yes to that. I would think Look, I know it's not in place yet, but I would think that they're already marketing it. I mean, we announced it. It's a, it's a real thing. It's coming. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the coaches are selling it or are able to sell it and that the kids are as re receptive to an understanding of what it really means for them and that we see it materialize into a recruiting advantage. I will say this, though, too, and this is something that James Coleman talked about during our interview. A lot of the kids that were in town were Florida kids. Yeah. And the one thing we've knocked on them is that they're like connection with Florida, but he has overcorrected that with the hire Ryan Bartow, which I think was a slam dunk. You got uh, Joe, coach Sabbath as a GA who's great there. He's helping us with that as well. Cause you, you need a few kids, you know, a few recruiters, a few guys that, you know, can speak the language. Cause you know, people from Florida were David, come on, you know, we're really cocky people. And we need to be speaking a certain kind of way that, you know, we want to be talked to. So. And hey, we got Randy Shannon too. We got, yeah, we got some guys. And I mean, we I just... got Randy Shannon. We got Randy Shannon. Listen, Randy Shannon, one good thing that he was for was for covering the spread. And if you want to look at covering the spread, look on betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports needs, including MLB. Take them all so never cover the spread. We are terrible. Please, someone save me from my own fandom. NBA, Miami Heat are out. I am miserable. NHL, lost in the first round. We haven't won a home playoff series since 1996. I am, trust me, I am depressed when it comes to sports. And UFC MMA action. Head over to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50%, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. That's right, folks. 50%, 5-0 welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And you know what about that? They're solid and they're rock hard, just like rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is your family choice for any auto parts and car parts you need. Listen, I've been telling you folks for a long, long time that my uncle, Dion Francisco, shout out Delray Beach, Florida, has been a mechanic for over 30 years, and he's been the number one supporter of Rock Auto since he started his practice. And my brother, who's very, is a little more handsy than I am. I'm not trying to get in there and, you know, I'm going to mess it up more than anything else, so I let somebody else do it, a.k.a. my uncle, Dion Francisco. What's up? So head on over to rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. That's shop for auto and body parts from over hundreds of manufacturers. When you head over there, write locked on in their how'd you hear bus section. That is locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so they know that we sent you. Made in selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you'll ever need, rockauto.com. Dave, what do you, I guess, are looking for like within the next like two, three months, whether it be from our basketball team, from our football team? Like, what do you expect, you know, from FSU sports in general? Like, what do you think? Uh, what I expect, hope, what I'm looking most forward to is to get some clarity on the quarterback situation of the football team, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully through fall camp. As you know, I am the biggest proponent of Mackenzie Milton being our starting quarterback. Max is the biggest proponent of Jordan Travis. Again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna denigrate either one of them. They both have great skill sets, but I am very clear that I want Mackenzie Milton starting. And I told you, I told you, I think it was last week. I believe that if Jordan Travis is the starting quarterback for multiple games this season, that we go five and seven. So it's very important to me that Mackenzie Milton start to create some separation and that he given that opportunity to lead the team and and run with the first team because I think that's our key to winning, which is going to be important to recruiting. And it's this whole snowball thing. I really think that one player is that important. So. Yeah. And it also helps that, you know, that one player is the quarterback position, which is basically the one position that we've had question marks since probably Deandre Francois heading into the Alabama, yeah. the game year we played Alabama. And I mean, I, I'm, I've been beating the KZ drum before he even committed to us. I've been saying I was going to make Max a Hawaiian pizza, which I still owe him if he does commit to us. Max, when next time I'm in Tampa, I got you. Trust me, I got the recipe all written down, ready to go. And to me, I'm not worried. That, I think he is going to create the separation and get the starting job because I think he's been there before. I think he has the arm strength. I mean, we saw in the spring game, um, I know that James Coleman, Ingram Smith, they kind of disagree with both of us on that take that they, they prefer Jordan Travis to an extent because of his legs. But to me, I think what separates him is the arm talent. The yeah. that's something you just you you know is just different between the two. The intermediate throws, the deep throws, I mean, KZ just has a much nicer throw to with him. And to me, I think Jordan Travis also just benefits from sitting a year and learning exactly, you know, from him. Because I think Jordan Travis is the quarterback for next year. And I think if he has that time to sit back, watch, and learn, he's – like, I mean, we joke. I mean, I said an elite lie when we first came that, you know, Mackenzie Mills is going to win Heisman uh, when he yeah. starts here. Which he still could, which, you know, KZ is but I think legitimately that Jordan Travis has that elite level athletic talent with his legs by himself. And then you give him the, t- give him the time to actually remedy the arm situation and be actually be strong with it and accurate with it. That to me is probably the, he could be the most dangerous quarterback in the country. And that to me is more important. I would rather wait a y- on a year for that than just put him in there right now. So like, I know Dave, you're not the biggest JT 13 guy. I legitimately think he has the ceiling for that. His ceiling is high, but his floor is also a little lower than you want to be, but I, I'm going to bank on the ceiling 10 times out of 10, just take the risk. 
I hope he turns out to be the best quarterback in the country. The, the problem that I have is I want a quarterback who like at a bare minimum can reliably complete passes across the middle of the field and deep. That that's, that's what a quarterback does. They throw the ball reliably. And I mean, that's the way college football is going more towards a spread game. Like you got to be able to do that. And I, Look, I don't, I don't know who's going to start the year after KZ leaves. Um, it, I still think it could be Chuba, but, but there is good news, which is that AJ Duffy was recently wasn't he just just added to the Elite Eleven uh, quarterback finals roster? He was. He is one of the, in fact, elite. I think like, I think they start off with like twenty-one, maybe twenty-five kids. I know he's going there. Haynes King's going there. Curry Brown, the Miami commit's also going to be there, as well as what's his name, Cade Klubnik from Clemson. But you know, he's. I mean, he's on there, and he was. He, they said that he was the best quarterback at the or what the Orlando Invitational. I want right. to say two months ago, which I mean, I'm not surprised by that. I think I, I've been saying it before. I'll say it again. He's probably one of the best QB QB uh, commits right now in the country. Yep. No doubt about it. I mean. He's a California kid for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like Florida doesn't reproduce, cal- you know, college caliber quarterbacks that much, but California really, really does year in and year out. Yep. And no, I think he's going to do great there. It's just like I would be more concerned if he goes there and he doesn't do particularly well because there is a correlation from poor performance at the Elite Eleven, and they don't pan out that well next level. Asante Woolard, Malik Zaire, uh, Kyle Olson, who's Greg Olson's little brother, and someone by the name of DeAndre Francois and DeAndre Johnson, two kids that did the same thing. So hopefully he performs well. And I mean, that's no, that's great for him. It's huge for us too. It's a great look. Yeah. It's a great look and it gives, it should give, gives me a lot of hope. I I feel like it should give all of us a lot of hope that we have the next guy because we're still wondering who that is. You know, when Chubba committed, we thought, Oh, okay. Maybe he can be the next one. Maybe he'll step up. KZ is a stopgap. I mean, he could be great next year, but, that's the ceiling of it. He can be great mm-hmm. next year and that's it. He's gone after that. So I'm really worried about what happens when he leaves, especially knowing, I mean, to me, like I said, hope Jordan Travis is the best, but I, I want a quarterback with the kind of arm that AJ Duffy has. And if you watch his highlights, that kid can sling the ball. Like I don't think anybody on this roster next year will be able to. No, I completely agree with that. Even though if Jordan Travis does like in my, how I think it should be playing out, like best case scenario, if he starts next year, Chubba's gone. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like you can't be there for – you can't, you know, have your first chance at starting job in your fourth year anymore. That's – I mean, at that point, they're just like, come on, like you're, you're going to be a backup, and that's not fair to him. Like, you can't be like, you know, just go somewhere, you know, we're actually going to start. You know, you do – I wouldn't even blame the kid for leaving out. But because to me, when A.J. Duffy commits, he's coming in, he's – that's that's Norvell's guy. That That's Dillingham's guy as well. Like We thought it was going to be Luke Altmaier, which we missed out on, and that they were very high on the kid. Like, if we had Luke Almeyer still, we probably wouldn't be having a discussion right now about Ken- Mackenzie Milton. It's probably about Luke Almeyer, who early enrolled. I think he did at Ole Miss as well. And yep. no, but the QB thing is going to be a big thing to watch. And hopefully when summer uh, camps pick back up in July, it definitely changes up. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, winter green, cinnamon, and pomegranate. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw away your dip, 
and get some Lucy nicotine gum and lozenges today. This is the real deal. A Lucy subscription comes directly to your door each month. It's simple and you don't have to worry about leaving your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on college network listeners, if you go to lucy.co and use the promo code locked on college, all one word, you're going to get 20% off of all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. And I do have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So before we go, though, Dave, I do want to ask your opinion on this because you do have a great opinion when it comes to group of five teams uh, competing in the top level power five. Yeah, college football playoff committee actually has received a recommendation to increase the teams from not from not to eight, but to 12. Oh, and I want to ask your opinion on that exactly, because I know you have a very strong idea of like, what, where you want to go. OK, the, the reason the reason I don't like that is because, A, it's way too many games for these unpaid kids to play. As you play more games, necessarily the chance of injury is going to go up. As much as I want to watch more football, you're adding more dilution to the championship scenario while increasing the risk to these kids big time. But I just think that's too many teams. Like if you look at the number 12 team in the country, to me, at the end of the season, that team shouldn't be competing for a championship. That team didn't do it all. They're most likely going to have two or if they're an SEC team, probably three losses, still ranked number 12. And there's got to be a cutoff point. I think eight is just the max you can do where even the number eight team in the country, you ask yourself, do you really want to see them playing number one? Well, I know you wouldn't want to see the eight team in the country because you know what team that was, right? Is that Florida? No, well, no, that was Florida was seven, actually, at the uh, final, with the final rankings. Uh, Cincinnati was eight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get, no, no, I don't. I don't ever want to see a group of five team in a playoff. I'm being serious. I, I don't need to see it. Can they win a game? Sure. Will they ever win a championship? Even in a 20 game playoff? I genuinely don't think they ever would. I think you're just being a hater. I think you're just being an elitist. But no, that's the way I, you know, that's why I love you, Dave. You beautiful, beautiful muskox. You thank you. <laughs> muskox. Thank you. Parks and Rec Got reference. It. But no, with 12, I think I agree with you. Like I, I brought that up because Candace and I talked about earlier when we we're recording for the Lock and ACC podcast. And I know that you are very, you, the college football playoff has been like kind of something that you love and you hate because you thought the Texas yeah. A&M should have been in there throughout the entire season. You thought Florida also deserved it more, especially watching the SEC championship game. But then I told you that they're not as great as you thought they were. And then Oklahoma just stomped on them at the end of the day. But I agree with that 12 is too much. I'm an eight. I, I'm personally in the, in the camp of, you know, it should be eight. You have your five conference championships that are locked in automatically. That conference championship game is a play-in game. You remove one non-con game or you eliminate the bowl games. So you, you that way you kind of like you don't have the 17 uh, 17 game games because you're right. It's a player safety issue at the end of the day. And like, come on, these are kids, these kids are, you know, right now they're not playing for any money, not paying for any payment yeah. right now. That that hopefully is changing with the next five, five to ten years. But at the end of the day, it's all about safety. So Maybe limit the games, limit the wear and tear. And then the last three spots to me are one of them goes to a power, goes to a group of five. Yeah. I, think that's, I think that's how I, you have to. You have to. That's why we're expanding in the first place. At least one. So maybe if they do join up, they lose, they shut up. Or, you know, maybe they do some good football. But at the end of the day, it appeases them, right? And then you have the two 
at large. Next highest is, ranked teams. You like, know. Which would be next highest ranked teams, which basically you're going to look at, you know, strength of schedule and everything. And to me, that, that you might see the runner-up in the conference championship game. And to me, that's also you have to put a cap on these, these conferences, probably maybe at most you get them two, not three. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't know that I like that any better than the current scenario, the current playoff landscape. I can take it or leave it. It's a push. For, it's a wash for me, whether they bring, make it to eight or keep it at four. I don't yeah, really care. Yeah, because part of it is like we want to see like everyone's, I think, sick and tired of the same teams playing over and over and over and over again. But the reality, the fact is until like something changes, I don't think you're going to see teams like Alabama or an Ohio State continuously playing in a championship game at all. Like, I don't think it's yeah. going to change until like unless something drastic happens. Nick Saban just signed an extension. That man is literally going to coach until he's dead at Alabama. I can assure you of that. Clemson. Yep. Might be on the way down. We don't know what they have in DJ Ongalele, but the fact of the matter is, though, that's something that we'll discuss at a later date. Thank you all so much yep. for listening into this very wild, very rapid-fire episode of Locked On Seminoles. Uh, Dave, you got anything else to say? Uh, yeah, go, uh, go Lady Softball, win game three, take us home the ship. Take us home the ship, baby. And for that being said, that was Dave. I'm Drake. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time on Locked On Seminoles. Mm-hmm.